Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Mike McCormick. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Before we uh, get started and, and talk about uh, taxes, saving money, and maybe a little bit about investing, I wanted to share with our listeners uh, some of the stuff that's coming up. This is actually our last live show of 2014, and our next live show is on January 16th. We're going to have another CPA on Al Perlman from Perlman Smith. We're going to be talking about tax changes for 2015. Then on the 30th, uh, we're going to have uh, Chris Adams. He's going to be talking about how to merge two charities. He merged uh, the Muscular Dystrophy Association of Cincinnati with Stepping Stones. Mm. And then the following week, we're going to have a technology show. We're going to have on February 6th, Todd Levy from Global Cloud. And then on February 20th, uh, we're going to have Tim Back from uh, Back Tree Service, or he's changing the name to something to do with getting rid of emerald ash boards. <laughs> I uh, heard the comment the other day. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see, coming up here in Sandler in uh January on January fifteenth, we've already had a few reservations for this program. This is the first time the Business Builder series, or the first time I've done this program here in Cincinnati. It's called the Art of Tung Fu: How to Use the Right Words and Tonality to Get the Right Results in Sales and Life. Uh, you should attend only if you're uh, worried that the competition is hurting your business. You're concerned that you're losing sales, experiencing longer selling cycles. In this program, you'll learn having you leave having learned how to take control, uh, how to leave your ego at the door, how to identify what you're doing right, how to fix what's not working, and how to improve your results. Uh, that is on January 15th from 11:30 to 2. It's going to be at the Ivy Hills Country Club. Early bird registration before January 9th is $22. After January 9th, $35. Contact Brittany Robinson here at our office, 513-753-9400, extension 106, to make a reservation. Or you could really confuse her and go to Eventbrite, where the Art of Tung Fu is listed as an event, and you can register there. In fact, we've had some people do that. Uh, let me tell everyone a little about you, Mike. Uh, Mike is a graduate of University of Cincinnati College of Business Administration, He's a CPA and a certified tax coach. I'll have to come back and talk about what certified tax coach means. Uh, he's been a, a he's been a private company treasurer and controller responsible for issues ranging from financial management, HR, employee benefits, 
to uh, information technology and inventory control. He's been a, in a public accounting role since 2001. He's honed his skills working with self-employed business owners, medical service professionals, manufacturers, real estate investors, property managers, and wholesalers. Mike's diverse background and training allows him to bring a unique perspective to client situations. In 2010, he started a new firm and for almost five years has continued serving individuals and businesses within the community. Mike specializes in income tax planning, helping taxpayers find discounts in the tax code that apply to their situation. Uh, Mike has written two books, the first one in June of 2010, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Forming a Business Entity. We have a copy of it here. I've read it. It's a nice book. And the second uh, book is called Why Didn't My CPA Tell Me That? That one was released in uh, April of 2014. Again, Mike, thanks for joining us. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what being a certified tax coach means? Well, if, if you think about what a CPA is, they, they've become the de facto tax person in uh, the United States. But the CPA profession itself really is is an auditing uh, designation um, designed for people who audit public companies. The certified tax coach program is was designed to give um, people who have a, uh, a desire to learn more about taxes and find ways to improve someone's situation by helping them um, optimize the way that they either do business or optimize the way that they record transactions or find ways um, to uh, put put solutions in place in their company to help them wring out additional savings. Okay. Uh, and, and how long have you been a certified tax coach? I became a certified tax coach in, I believe, June of 2010. The, the paperwork and everything was finished. So it was probably 10 years, maybe 12 years after I became a CPA. So in the past five years or so since you've been certified, can you give us a round number of how many dollars you've saved your clients as Ooh, a coach? Good question, Mike. I would I've been accused of that a lot. Yeah, I would um, estimate in the neighborhood of two to three hundred thousand dollars or more. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it it the amount of savings we can generate for a client will de- obviously depend on their situation. Um, the most I've been able to identify in 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 the year that we've done the planning is about eighty thousand dollars with about $50,000 recurring after that uh, for the business owner. Um, but I would say anywhere and from... And that 80000 was for a single so, person. So, yeah, it was a single person, multiple entities. Uh, and that was, the, that was the first year of, of savings we were able to show them how, how they could um, restructure a couple pieces in their business, put a couple of strategies into place, and generate $80,000 worth of net tax savings. That's cash that they got to keep in their pocket rather than send it to their business partner, Uncle Sam. Oh, that's great. Uh, why don't you tell tell us a little bit more about how you find new clients? How well, do you go to market? Most of my uh, clients come by word of mouth, mostly referrals. Um, you know, we we have the website. We do uh, public presentations. We we talk about tax planning strategies. We um, we we put on presentations. We have one coming up in. Um, late January on on college planning strategies, um, you know it, it's being one of my friends says playing in the traffic, being where people are who need my services. But most of my business comes from word of mouth. Mm-hmm. 
No, just as a preview, what's what's one strategy that uh, business people can use to help fund their the terribly expensive college education for young people? Well, I'll tell you, Mike, one, one of my favorite strategies is being able to hire your kids in your business. What better way than to take dollars out of your tax bracket, put them in your child's tax bracket, beginning when they're maybe seven years old or so, the IRS likes seven, but starting pay them up to... Uh, right now, it's a, just about $6,000 per year. You're moving out of your tax bracket into their tax bracket. Mm. Their tax bracket is zero at $6,000 in income. They don't even have a filing requirement. You could take that money, put it into a Roth IRA on their behalf because it's earned income, let the money stay in there to, to grow, pull it out down the road to be used for education costs. You've effectively written off the costs of those dollars to be used for education down the road. Now, it could be used... You don't have to put it into a Roth. You could put it into a savings account and use that money for private grade school, private high school, or college down the road. Okay, so that's something that people can think about when their kids are still young. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's something, you know, nowadays people are planning for their kids' education before they're even born. You know, you really, and it's almost the point where you, where you need to start saving at that point before, you, before they're actually born. Um, but being able to put away, you know, up to six thousand dollars right now per year from the time they're seven until they're eighteen, letting that grow for fifteen years, mm-hmm. maybe maybe not quite fifteen years, but for a period of time, and then being able to use those dollars that you've already deducted to pay for your education is, I think, a great great strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, and and Mike, you've agreed to take callers from our audience today. Sure. The telephone number is as usual six four six. Five nine five four nine one six, and we'll be able to screen the calls during the commercial breaks. Mike, um, <laughs> I, I know you've got a, a another sideline in your business uh, revolving around financial planning. Why don't you uh, share a little bit about that with our audience now? I'd be glad to, Mike. I I don't look at it necessarily as a sideline business. Uh, what what I what I do is help people. And one of the ways I do that is via tax planning strategies. The other way we do that is via money management and financial services or uh, financial planning, as you might call it, helping them find ways to extend the amount of time that their money will last, help them optimize the return that they get on their assets, and at the same time, managing the risk. The big piece that um, investors miss is uh, not necessarily knowing just risk they're exposed to in their portfolios. And that's what gets people into trouble when there's a market retraction. When the market goes down, if their portfolio goes down 15, 20, 25, 50%, as we've seen in 07 to 08, um, you know, they weren't aware that their portfolio was really designed to do that. Um, if they had known that their their portfolio could go down 50%, they may have uh, changed their portfolio mix a little bit. Say it gently. Are you uh, talking about asset allocation? Asset allocation and diversification, right? If they if they can't withstand a fifty percent decline in their asset value, maybe they shouldn't be just in the S and B. Maybe they should have more money in a fixed income portfolio to offset or or lessen the likelihood that their portfolio would decline that much. Mm-hmm. I, I heard that during the uh, 07, 08, uh recession, um, all asset classes failed to perform. Asset classes went down, but probably not to the extent, well, definitely not to the same ex- extent that um, large equity positions went down, the S&P in particular. The S&P went down, I think it was 
at the at the low. Mm-hmm. Uh, all asset classes went down, but it's just a matter of how much of that decline were you expecting in your portfolio, and that can be measured and and uh, managed. So, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about how you do that? Well, you, you do that by determining the amount of risk someone is willing to take. You know, if they if they if they are well, I'll give you an example. I have a client who um, is is extremely risk adverse, and I use the example of a roller coaster. You know, they are not a if you think about Kings Island, a diamondback roller coaster type of person. Uh, and I, I use the example that they are more of a carousel type person. You know, the horses go up and down around oh, the yeah, circle. They're building a new one of those downtown. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. She says no. She she really likes the train. <laughs> Nice and flat, not not really any ups and downs. Uh, she's extremely risk adverse. A perf- person like that would be more inclined to um, have a portfolio that's designed more around fixed income port- uh, securities rather than equity securities. And you, you would weight the portfolio accordingly. Okay. Now, you would still want some equities in there to uh, help offset inflation and such, but they would weight more towards the fixed income portfolio. Good. If you have any questions for Mike, uh, the lines are open on 646-595-4916. We had just had a tip club meeting here yesterday with about 19 people. And uh, next month's meeting is the 15th of January, Thursday morning, from 7.30 to 9 a.m. here at 4357 Ferguson Drive. Let's hear from Jimmy Fox talk about tip club. Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with uh, Mike McCormick. Mike, uh, why don't you uh, tell our listeners why you think uh, a small business owner or an individual should be doing business with 
Mike McCormick, CPA. I'd be glad to, Mike. Many business owners and taxpayers file a tax return that the IRS would would uh, consider to be technically correct, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're paying the least amount of income tax that's allowed by law. What you can do is have someone such as myself, and specifically myself, take a look at your situation, design a tax strategy plan that's designed to save you money. As a matter of fact, we guarantee that it will save you money or we return, we refund your planning fee. Um, we will look for, I like to say, discounts in the tax code that apply to your situation. Find ways, such as we mentioned earlier in the show about um, hiring your child, uh, finding ways to uh, improve or optimize your situation to keep cash in your pocket rather than send it to the government. Uh, we want you to be able to use that money to live the life that you want, um, be able to take the vacations that you want, send your kids to the schools that you would you would prefer, um, and um, enjoy your your efforts more than uh, sending the money off to our our, our Congress. I can understand that. Uh, you said there is a fee for the uh, the planning service. Yeah, we we charge a. Um, all incoming clients go through what we call a tax plan first. It allows us to get a better handle on their entire situation and um, generally put strategies into place before we actually do a tax return. We charge a fee. The fee ranges anywhere from $750 to uh, several thousand dollars, depending on the complexity of the situation. Um, you know, we, we work with clients of all different sizes and uh, some of those situations can be quite complex and the planning that, that goes into those uh, can be significant, um, but our goal is always to find ways to save our client money and to uh, offset our fee by multiples um, in tax savings. Okay, and you said you had a guarantee? Yes, sir. Um, in a tax planning engagement, we guarantee that we'll be able to find tax-saving dollars in um, it, it, by the end of the engagement that will offset our fee in full uh, if not by multiples, um, if we're not able to do that, we'll refund the fee. Mm-hmm. Has that ever happened? No, no. We, you know, it, 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 it's it, it, part of it. Mike is pre-screening a client before we go into the planning engagement. We know um, what the, part of what their situation is. We know going into it by offering them the opportunity to do a tax plan that um, we're going to be able to help their situation. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it, otherwise, it, it's. Uh, it doesn't make sense for us to necessarily work together. We want to make sure that we can help someone before we take them on as a client. Mm-hmm. So for every uh, 10 people that you talk to, how many do you actually go forward with the tax plan? Well, it, all new clients are going through the tax planning process now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, um, you know, if they're referred to me, um, it's as high as 80%. Um, if there's someone that found me off the street, um, it, it could be as low as 30%. It will depend on um, how how much tax they're already paying, and whether or not that is they feel that that is um, hampering their lifestyle. So, if someone was interested after the show to contact you next week, how should they do that? My phone number at the office is five one three four eight eight one one two one, and my direct extension is two zero six. My email address is mike at CincyTaxCoach.com, and that's C-I-N-C-Y-T-A-X-C-O-A-C-H.com. Okay. Uh, Mike, 
uh, you are taking on new clients this tax season? I am. Is there uh, the, the right clients? You know, we're, we're, a lot, I, I get referrals from uh, folks once in a while who um, have a um, a friend or somebody that needs just needs a tax return done. Um, my business doesn't revolve around just doing a tax return. Um, yes, we we do tax returns, but for clients who um, who are working with us from a tax planning perspective, um, we're not just looking for a tax return to do like H and R Block or maybe um, another CPA down the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what percentage of the clients that you've put on over the years that are still alive? Uh, are still with you? Uh, a high percentage, Mike. Um, Ninety-five plus. Um, you know, part of that I, it, it would be because my firm hasn't been around a significant period of time yet. You know, five years is is you know just really still getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lost a couple of clients through death. Um, you can't. 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 I, I can't control that. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to control it right. if it's someone moves out of town. They move to that's California. That's right. Well, I, you know, that happens, but a lot of them remain clients. I have clients in about 16 states. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's not uncommon for someone to move away and reta- remain a client. Actually, it's more common for them to remain a client than, than not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is the, the timetable this year that, that you're running with for your clients? As far as a turnaround time, well, you know, people have to have to get their W twos by January thirty first. Oh, yeah. Is that that the timetable? Yeah, year? The, most most people will receive W twos from their employers by January thirty first, or, or shortly after that, they have to be mailed by January thirty first. Um, my um, my practice usually starts getting busy towards the end of February. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, 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 since I'm not a uh, practice that's driven on just tax preparation. Most of my clients have a small business in the mix, so they are not necessarily tied to getting a document from an employer. It's more of making sure their bookkeeping is up to date, having financial statements from the from the business to use to prepare a business tax return that then feeds their individual tax return. Mm-hmm. So you'll be accepting new clients for this tax year at an April 15th deadline up until approximately what date? Uh, well, the, the extended due date for individuals is October 15th, um, mm-hmm. and and for the 2014 filing season, that's theoretically over with, but I'm still uh, – a client with tax problems found me uh, the second week of November for a 14 tax return. So it's it's possible for someone to become a client for a year that's well beyond the due date. Mm-hmm. But what's uh, – What's the normal processing time? If someone wants to get their taxes done by April 15th, yeah, they should see you by. Yeah, if they're if they're an existing client of mine, um, my clients generally know that they need to have everything to me by April 1st to guarantee an April 15th deadline or filing de- filing date. Um, if someone is new and want to go through that, if that they want to go through the planning plan. process, more than likely what we would suggest, depending on the significance or the complexity of their situation. Um, because we want to do the tax plan first, we may suggest to them that the, that we extend their tax return, do a tax plan uh, in late April, early May, and then consider filing the tax return after that. So it, it, again, it will do, it will depend on the um, complexity of the situation, what they have going on. Mm-hmm. And and you do uh, returns for people in sixteen states, correct, including the three states around here: Ohio, right, Kentucky, right. and Indiana. Right. Good. 
Good. Um, what kind of uh, opportunities and possibilities for growth do you see in your practice over the next couple of years? Well, when I first started my practice, I, I had a, um, a theoretical limit of what a one-person firm could accomplish, mm-hmm. um, and, and we're approaching that. We are um, bringing, attempting to bring on some staff. We're, we're looking right now for uh, bookkeepers and potential tax preparation-type um, professionals. Um, we are always looking for um, additional bookkeeping help. Uh, I don't do bookkeeping in my practice myself. I usually use a subcontractor to, to handle that. Um, it's just a, a better use of my time to, to focus on the tax planning piece of my business. The um, the, the prospects for growth, you know, a CPA firm uh, right now, I'm seeing a lot of uh, professionals who are getting to the age where they need to start potentially thinking about transitioning. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity in, in the greater Cincinnati area for um, for acquisition or mergers of practices my size into larger firms where the um, the current principal may be ready to transition. You know, last year we've seen a lot of mergers. Yeah. Uh, uh, so sometimes a double or a triple. Right. Yeah, it could be multiple firms uh, coming together. Uh, you you, you uh, um, you still see a large uh, percentage of the firms run by baby boomer generation, mm-hmm. and and those folks are getting ready to um, cut back on their time. Maybe not ready to leave the practice. Uh, looking for uh, ways to uh, for the practice to continue on mm-hmm. uh, and, and and maintain their their current relationships relationships with clients. And um, I think there's going to be a large opportunity for. Uh, expansion for firms like myself by by working with those groups. Mm-hmm. So, are you talking about the possibility of, that you might be acquiring other firms this year? Um, I, I would say that the um, the option is on the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there are opportunities out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Glad to hear that you're looking strategically long term. Well, I I am. In this for the long haul, Mike. I this is I enjoy helping people, and this is the way that I've found to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Mike has agreed to take questions. We're going to ask one more question before we go to a commercial break. Uh, the call in number is six four six five nine five four nine one six. Mike, are you using the internet to grow your business? Uh, Mike, I am using the internet, but I would probably say not. As effectively as I would like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I send out a, a week, generally a weekly um, email uh, letter to clients that uh, is a little bit different than what most firms may send out. It's a little bit funny, a little bit off off beaten track. Um, but other than that, the website um, it, it it's not really a, a, so far been used as a client um, attraction device. Um, not to the way that I, I envision it. It's just being able to, to put the pieces together and, and, and have it work the way I would hope. Uh, you didn't do the site yourself, did you? No, no. Are, are you paying someone to do search engine optimization? No, I have not explored search engine SEO yet. And do you, do you have your own blog on your site? It is a WordPress site. There's a blog in it. Uh, I, I have not taken the time to blog other than the the weekly email is, is part of the blog. Oh, okay. 
so people can go backwards in time and see oh, yeah. the stuff sure. that you put out for the last 12 months? Uh, probably the last two years. Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, and again, the website is? CincyTaxCoach.com. That's C-I-N-C-Y. Okay. Are you using uh, Google AdWords to advertise your site? No, I, Mike, I haven't uh, used any sort of paid uh, marketing on the web at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least not yet. Okay. Well, next year we'll have to ask you what the return on investment is. There you is. go. Right. Good. Let's listen to a, uh, a couple of Sandler commercials, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes here. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. If you're a salesperson or a company owner, my message is critical for you. Today, I want to talk to you about the real secret of getting out of debt. Earn more money. Most salespeople and owners want to sell more at a higher price with better margins, but don't know how. I've helped hundreds of people and companies grow over 30% per year by making an investment in themselves. Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I teach my clients new and different strategies, tactics, and behaviors that get dramatic results. I'm not for everyone. I'm tough, expensive, abrasive, and not politically correct. But if you want results, we need to talk. Call me at 513-646-6523. Give me your toughest questions. Then, if you qualify, I'll invite you in for a free meeting. 513-646-6523. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 15 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. This is Mike Roth and Mike McCormick. Uh, Mike, we have a theory of operation here at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. Perhaps you could share with our listeners a complex problem that you ran into and the equally complex solution that you applied that might be applicable to another business. Uh, I'll do my best, Mike. When when we review client tax returns, um, you know, it, it's always easy to, it would be easiest to just take the information that was provided to us by the client and put it onto a tax form and send it into the IRS, and the IRS would generally consider it satisfactory. Um, you know, the the right thing for us to do is to take a critical look at the client's situation um, and determine whether or not there's a way to um, help them find their discounts in the tax code. This is where the complex part is. You know, it's not um, it's not enough to just take things at face value. We need to dig into the details and 
uh, go through a, a process of determining what the client's goals are, determining what, what options they have in the tax code, and helping them implement those um, those those strategies that help them meet those goals or get to those goals, the bottom, the, the end result. Okay. Um, in your own business, do you have a long-term strategic plan? I wouldn't say I have a long, a written long-term strategic strategic plan, Mike. As I said before, the the, um, the longer I stay on my own, the more it becomes clear that uh, I need to scale differently. Um, so that I can continue working in the areas that I enjoy and, and am more effective at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the things that larger clients um, expect from a CPA firm, especially working with someone such as myself, um, grow. You know, they don't their their needs change every year. So being able to bring on more capacity and more um, more knowledge, I think is ultimately where I need to go. And, and like I said, um, acquisition or merger, I think, is is ultimately where we'll, we'll have to go in order to be able to serve those clients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who is your perfect prospect? My perfect prospect would be a business owner. It would be a, a single business owner, multi, might have multiple business entities, uh, I say single business owner. It could be a husband and wife, but but not any uh, third party partners that are not family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone that has been in business for at least three to five years. Um, someone who um, has grown the business probably from scratch to um, a few million dollars in revenue. Mm-hmm. Someone who has not ha- has been busy working on the business, growing it rather than being able to step back and um, look at the business from from the outside and figure out a way to optimize the business, how to grow the business uh, even further and uh, be be able to get money out of the business to improve their personal life um, so that they can accomplish their personal goals in addition to their business goals. Those folks seem to have um, more opportunities for tax savings than just a W-2 employee or, or a business that's been around long enough, maybe they've had another advisor come in to give them some advice. Do you work with entrepreneurial businesses? I, I would say most of the businesses that I work with are entrepreneurial-type businesses. I mean, from the ground up. Uh, um, many, do, do I work with startups now? Mm-hmm. Uh, not primarily, Mike. There, there may be a few that, that come in on it once in a while. Um, the businesses that I'm working with now, I may have worked with for, as a startup years ago, but I'm not actively looking for a startup entity to work with as a client now unless there are um, specific reasons to, to do so. They're, 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 they're growing fast enough where they're generating cash, they have a tax problem, um, the business owner is, is trying to find a way to keep more of their money rather than send it to government. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what motivates you to make tough decisions, Mike? Mm-hmm. Mike, I, I would say the same thing that motivates many people. You know, it's it's either fear or the desire to improve my situation. Um, and, and I don't like operating from the fear side. <laughs> you know, I I I I, uh, uh, I think uh, uh, we want to improve our situation. We want to make the decisions that help us get there uh, in the, in the best way possible. So I would say 
opportunity. Opportunity. Good. Let's take another uh, commercial break here and let's listen to Sandler Rule number 19. Oh, I'm sorry. Sandler Rule number 15. And you can call in and we can get you on the air with Mike at 646-595-4916. Let's listen to Sandler Rule 15. Hi, I'm Rich Isaac from Sandler Training, and I'm here to talk about rule number 15. The best presentation you ever give is the one the prospect will never see. Now let's start by talking about the fact that that rule should not be taken literally. Of course, there's an appropriate time to talk about your products, your services, your solutions, your prices. What happens is that most salespeople simply talk about it too soon. The prospective client will say things to them like, show me what you have, tell me what you can do. And the salesperson, uh-huh. eager to show their credibility and to show their product knowledge, will go into presentation mode. And there's two problems with that. Number one, it's too early to make a presentation because the salesperson isn't knowledgeable enough about the particular situation the prospective client is facing. And second of all, it comes off like a sales pitch. And if there's one thing that prospective clients can't stand, is someone making a pitch at them trying to convince them. Is there a better way, a better way to show your knowledge and build credibility with the prospective client? Actually, there are two ways. First, is you can learn to ask better questions, more insightful questions. And second, you can learn to tell stories, meaningful stories that the prospective client will be able to relate to. Let me give you an example. Let's assume that I sell software to help companies run their warehouses more effectively. I might say, Sam, as the Vice President of Operations, I'm wondering if you ever run into these issues. A lot of people tell me that they have a real balancing act between reducing their inventory expense and still being able to handle just-in-time delivery. It's really challenging for them. Others tell me that they have a difficult time getting their staffs to follow the procedures in their warehouse as exactly and effectively as they could. Now, before I go on, I'm wondering if you can relate to either of those two things. Now, what did I just accomplish? Through simply telling a story and asking a simple question, I was able to show my credibility, show my knowledge, show my understanding of their business. In essence, I presented information in such a way that they got those things without me coming off like a salesperson making a pitch. Remember, if you want to really be the most credible professional salesperson, learn to tell better stories and ask better questions. Remember, if you get good at both of those things, the best presentation you ever give is the one the prospect will never see. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Mike McCormick. Mike, perhaps you want to give our listeners a leadership tip. I'd be glad to, Mike. This time I think I can get it out. You know, I think the best leadership tip um, that comes to mind is when you assign a task to uh, people that are there to help you get out of their way after you've assigned it. Um, You know, most of the times I think uh, people want to please and, and excel and um, do the right thing, and I think one of the best things you can do is is just get out of their way and let them let them get the task done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, let me add a couple of things uh, to the Sandler calendar in 2015. We've, we've got a really strong January coming up. The first class on the 5th of January 
is a workshop on how to be creative. We will actually create a tool for each client to help them become more creative in their business. This is a uh, relatively infrequently taught Sandler class, but it will be a great class. Um, the uh, following Monday, we have the the art of setting expectations. Monday, the 19th of January, fitting for a, uh, a January class is a class called Quantum Leap. If you want your business or your sales to jump up by a quantum amount in 2015, you must attend the class on January 19th, 8 a.m. Let's see. And the class that I threw in uh, because of some things that happened this year is I noticed some prospects were lying to our salespeople. No. Yes, that actually no. that actually happened, Mike. I know it doesn't happen in your world. So the class on February 2nd is Never Be Lied To Again. This is a two-hour practicum on how to detect when someone else tells you something less than the truth. And we'll talk about the ten most common lies that happen in America today. Uh, so that, that, that should be a fun class. People don't lie on their tax returns, Mike. No. And the government doesn't lie when they no. say that you owe some extra money. No. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up. A tip that's not a leadership tip is when you get a letter from a government agency dealing with taxes, forward it to your tax professional. Let them handle it. Don't worry about it. Don't lose any sleep over it unless the tax professional tells you you have something to worry about. Mm-hmm. Okay. What areas uh, do you feel you're really good at for small business people, for your ideal prospects? I would say a couple of things. One, helping them define their their goals. Um, a lot of us go through life just living life and, and not thinking about the things we want to accomplish. Um, as business owners, there is a goal of some sort, whether it's just being able to put your kids through school or get to the $3 million mark or whatever it might be, or $50 million mark, whatever that number is. Um, helping Helping the business owner define what those goals are and then helping them map out through the planning process a way to get there. Now that map will change, you know. And the 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 uh, given any business, the the circumstances will change year to year, day to day, year to year, week to week. Um, so the the map will change, the plan will change. But get, having a general direction to go uh, helps them solve problems. Good, Mike. What would an outsider say are the three top cultural things about your company cultural in what what respect how what the internal culture is yeah what what is the internal culture like for a small cpa firm hmm. my firm in particular your firm you might be familiar with that one yeah yeah a little bit well it's a it's a pretty small staff <laughs> mm-hmm. uh i'd say the culture is one of um being willing to go the extra mile to help a client um, you know, we uh, um, in our profession, we are here to assist people with with problems that they may be having, or at least to fulfill some sort of compliance obligation in addition to our own personal goals. So it's it's um, I'd say the culture would be one of uh, assisting or helping 
people accomplish those things. Mm-hmm. Do you see any obstacles in your uh, in your way which could derail you from reaching your own personal goals with your business? Um, I'd say getting out of my own way. It's kind of like the leadership tip. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's being willing to let go of certain things and handing them off to uh, whether it's an employee or a subcontractor, whatever it might be, to allow me to do the things that I really enjoy and and uh, excel at. Mm-hmm. Do you set goals for your company each each year? I, I certainly set goals. Um, you know, it, it, we've grown rapidly over the past five years. Um, and and I would say that we've met most of our goals, not uh, uh, as quickly as we would have liked. Uh, some of the goals have kind of snuck up on us and, and have um, forced us to reevaluate what we want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So what is it that your company is really good at? I would I would say helping people, Mike. Mm-hmm. You know, it's whether it's uh, a tax issue or or a um, you know a, a, just a, a general um, helping them create a direction in their in their financial life. It's helping them put the pieces in place to accomplish their goals. Mike, this question comes up a lot. Uh, how should an individual company owner? Or a high uh, net worth individual select a CPA or a CPA firm. What are the steps that they should go through? Well, the common uh, denominator or common response would be ask your friends who their CPA is and then go meet them. Um, I would say search out someone that has um, preferably some experience in your industry, your 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 business. Maybe not a direct. Um, experience in your specific industry, but something that's similar to it, someone that has a well-rounded background. See, I wouldn't uh, want a CPA that was, was doing right. the books for one of my competitors. No, no, I'm not saying doing the books for them, but has experience in uh, working with someone that maybe has a, um, for yourself, maybe it's someone that has a background in working with people who have some sort of other training experience, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily a Sandler type person, um, but someone that has um, let's say a, a background that's compatible to your business or, or your goals. Sure. Uh, someone who has um, more experience than just being a CPA. Mm-hmm. Someone that's been in your shoes as an entrepreneur. Someone who's either, you know, uh, been, been a business owner in, in another business, had to meet, meet payroll, has had to de- work with employee situations, work with the bank for financing. Uh, if you if inventory is a big issue in your uh, business, find find a CPA that has background with helping manage and maintain inventory. Um, you know, a lot of uh, CPAs get out of school and go right into public accounting. They haven't had to deal with being inside a company where those issues are day to day problems or necessities to deal with. Mm-hmm. So finding someone that has those uh, characteristics, I think, is important. The technical pieces of it, you know, most uh, most CPAs are are going to be technically competent, uh, but again, finding if, if income taxes is a big concern of yours, find one that that is uh, has gone the extra mile to gain an extra level of education and knowledge and experience in dealing with tax issues, mm-hmm. such as a certified tax coach. Mike, I hear this question a lot from people: uh, Should I have an outside payroll? service do my payroll 
or should I use my accounting system and do the payroll in-house? Well, the only time I would suggest that a business owner prepare payroll internally is if they have specific experience in handling those um, the compliance issues that go along with it. Um, you know, it, the payroll tax penalties for late filing or mis, misfiling or not filing uh, can be staggering and um, can cripple a business. Using an outside service like a CPA firm or uh, one of the larger uh, payroll specific payroll service providers um, gives them the op- gives the business owner the opportunity to focus on the, uh, the the things that are more important. You know, payroll is is critical that it's done right, timely, um, but it's not critical that the business owner handle it internally. So that sounds like a strong recommendation to take it to the outside. Take it to the outside doesn't I wouldn't necessarily refer someone to a um, one of the large payroll service providers. Um, but to not do it yourself, like I said, frees you up to to be involved with things that are more important to the business. Good. Are there any other accounting-related functionalities that you think many business owners should farm out? Well, in many cases, the the smaller businesses should um, look at outsourcing their basic bookkeeping. You know, the critical piece of tax preparation is the record keeping, the bookkeeping, the mm-hmm. the, the back end types of of records. Most business owners that are working in in, in their own entity are not staying up to date on the daily bookkeeping that needs to be done. Uh, they they're paying bills, they're uh, they're they're handling uh, cash receipts, but they're not necessarily reconciling the bank account. The those are sorts of things that that can be outsourced relatively easily, especially with technology now. You know, we're developing a system for real estate agents where um, we are able to track their their revenues and their disbursements on a daily basis, reconcile the bank account once a month, um, and be able to give them a snapshot of their company at any point in time, whether it's on a monthly or quarterly or annual basis. They know where they stand. Right now, most of them are throwing receipts in a box. They're not keeping track of any of their um, uh, totals for disbursements, let alone know how much money they've made for the net for the year. Um, and that's something we're going to roll out in 2015. So that's a, a new service from it, it, Mike McCormick. Yeah, from my firm. It, it will be, um, we're calling it Let Us Do It For, for You. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, and, and whether it's a real estate agent or, or a plumber, you know, those are the the, um, the businesses that can benefit from something like this. Just a system that can capture the data as it happens. Um, it may not be may not be 100 uh, percent accurate or to the point where where you're ready to do a tax return, but it gives you enough information to be able to make business decisions. Will, will that system that you're developing also be able to write checks for people or pay bills? Um, not specifically, Mike. It's more designed to capture the after-the-fact transaction. So what most people are doing is they're logging into their bank account and using the online bill pay. Mm-hmm. So they're having the bank send a check to, um, I don't know, the, the, the auto loan finance company or the utility company for the business or the rent for the business. What our system will do is on the back end then is capture that the, that those transactions as they clear the bank and be able, we would be able to reclassify them as um, a debt payment or a utility payment 
so that the business owner could run a financial statement then and determine what their roughly what their net income is and know whether they need to make a quarterly tax payment or whether they you know whether they have the cash to pay tomorrow's bills so is that something that's going to ride behind something like quickbooks um it can be quickbooks um it the 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 accounting application that we use um it doesn't really matter whether it's quickbooks or any of the other um, over-the-counter applications, an ASP-type model application. Uh, it's a matter of being able to capture the data and and have the client be able to access it as long as and ourselves. Um, you know, it's it's right now. It's they're not capturing anything uh, until the end of the year. They're trying to throw together receipts, trying to go back in the bank account and and re, re uh, um, remember what the data was. Mm-hmm. Whereas we, if we can capture it as it happens, uh, it's more beneficial for the client. More benefic- more more, uh, it, it's easier for us at the end of the year to do a tax return for them. And that's going to be like an automated thing. We're going to automate it as much as we can. Is that yeah. like a, a web based? It would we, it would be a web based uh, accounting application that connects to a client's bank account um, with read only access. We're not putting transactions in the bank account. We're not writing checks or any of that stuff. We're just looking at the transactions that have cleared the bank and coding them in a uh, bookkeeping system. Okay. So our, our goal is to bring on 50 of those clients in the year. Okay. And I think that's a, a relatively um, low low number of uh, potential clients. I think there's a lot of potential for that. So this would be something where a small business could – Eliminate a bookkeeper. I don't know. Eliminate might be a little strong, but potentially, you know, it, it depends on the number of transactions. What we're looking at is someone that might be. I use the real estate agent example. They may only have, you know, fifteen or twenty transactions per month. Mm-hmm. If we're capturing capturing those, our bookkeeper will be able to categorize them appropriately and do a bank reconciliation relatively quickly. Um, where it may not be necessary to have an on-site bookkeeper do that. Can they do it? Sure, they can do it, but right now they're not. Mm. And that's where I see the opportunity is that we're providing a service that needs to be done. We can do it relatively quickly um, and um, affordably mm-hmm. and provide the client with an extremely valuable service in my mind. Good. So that's the second new service you're adding. Yeah. Second? <laughs> well, the first one was the... Uh, financial planning so uh, no I I, I, uh, I wouldn't say that that's a new service Mike that's been part of part of what I've been doing since um, probably 2003 or four I got my first um, introduction or first license to the financial service um, profession okay yeah that and, I, and I'm I don't like to say that that's a new service because I have been involved with that for quite a while okay now, I've, I've reintroduced it Changed the way we we operate, and um, I think what we're doing now is um, quite a bit different and and more valuable to a client than uh, even a year ago. Mm-hmm. Products and services that that you offer send messages to your customers. What messages do you think you're sending to potential customers? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Uh, the, I've used of that before. Yeah, the the message that that I want to send is that we are the place to go uh, when you when 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 you're tired of paying too much um, 
you know, that's the the message that I hope we're sending. Um, you know, it, it's the we don't want to necessarily be seen as the place to go just to have a tax return prepared, but we want to go. We want the, we want prospects to come to us when they realize that uh, maybe there's a better way, and and we're the right right people to seek out. Okay. When you uh, when you talk to potential new clients that are seeking out professional services, one of the t- the reasons they tell you that that they're they're looking for somebody new. Um, I would say part of that is because their their prior professional um, has a, they feel like they've been ignored. Um, maybe they feel like their pri- their former professional. Um, isn't as uh, thorough, doesn't ask as many questions. Um, yeah. So people are looking for thoroughness today. Well, I think they're always looking for someone that is that is digging below the surface, mm-hmm. uh, asking more questions than than um, just enough to get a tax return done. Before we wrap the show up, what's the most unusual thing you've ever found in delving into books of a company? Oh. Most unusual. Most unusual. Uh, deductible or not deductible? <laughs> I don't know. Um, the most unusual. Uh, it was a, a prospect that actually did not become a client. Mm-hmm. Um, they had been um, writing checks to the business owner and um, treating them as a business expense uh, to the tune of about I don't know hundred hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, it wasn't payroll. Uh, it should have been taxable income to the business owner, but because of the way they were recording the transactions, uh, it was inappropriate. And um, I suggested to them that they had a, a tax liability of somewhere in the neighborhood of $60,000 plus penalty for about six years straight. Wow. And um, they decided they did not want to become a client. <laughs> I guess that would make you unpopular. <laughs> Uh, unpopular, yes, uh, with, especially with that particular prospect. Um, it was uh, it's unfortunate. I, you know, it's, it's I don't know if they ever went back and and fixed that problem or not. Um, but eventually, that the IRS will come looking for them. Knocking on the door. Yeah, and and the dominoes will fall. They'll find it in one year, and then they'll go back to, to each previous year and um, uncover it. Um, it's it's a large enough number where. I would, as soon as I looked at the financial statements, it jumped out at me, and I knew, knew there was a problem. Mm-hmm. So. Mike, I, I want to thank you again for being a guest on the show today. And we'll be giving you a copy of the uh, Sandler Prospecting Book. And uh, to our listeners, uh, have a hop- happy holiday season. Thank you, Mike. Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.